Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 38 of the Footmarks podcast. I'm your host, Peram Kazi, who you can find at DefMango on Twitter. And with me is Jared Kimber, as always, who you can find absolutely everywhere. The topic for this episode of Footmarks is 1 in 10 million. And uh, that is because we're going to be talking about origin stories of Indian cricketers. And as you know, India is the second most populous country in the world. And when it comes to that age demographic of, uh, I don't know, 15 to 35-year-olds, it's a lot of people. So 1 in 10 million is a rough estimate, but maybe it's more than that, Jared. Maybe it's 1 in oh. 150 million. Who knows? I, th- I think it was, I think I worked out, so 25 to 20 uh, to 30, let's say. Mm. Um, in, in the year 2010, males uh, was uh, 50 million. Mm. So if we then imagine there was 50 million from 20 to 25 and from 30 to 35, that's 150 million plus a couple of mm. teenagers thrown in. So that's uh, 170 million. Okay, so there would be some people who can't play cricket because of disabilities or, mm. uh, you know, wh- whatever it may be um, that, that, that stops them playing that. But it does say, it does sort of suggest that 1 in 10 million um, is a fairly accurate um, assumption of any one time India has got the team out there, there are you know, uh, 9,999,999 people <laughs> that could have or at least want, would might have wanted to be there. It's maybe a slight exaggeration, but I tried to get the number fairly accurate, um, mm. you know, doing some research. But it we don't talk about it enough, right? Like yeah. the – I said – what did I say? 50 million people between mm. the age of 25 and, and 30. And that was 13, 14 years ago, the research I found. So I'm assuming – it's more now. Uh, 50, yeah. 50 million men, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, if you take like 18 to 35, because that's really the age bracket that we're looking at, that number shoots up. And 
Maybe yeah. it is like one in twelve million, but that doesn't make uh, for a great name of a podcast. It doesn't in, sound as good. One, it doesn't one in ten million. Is, is but where if you it's just, <laughs> but if you just take the fifty million uh, from the the that point, like that, literally, that's almost the population of all the people in England. Mm. Um, it's almost all the population of all the people in South Africa. It's two yeah. and a half times, uh, well, two times the population of Sri. Oh, it's it's basically Sri Lanka and in, in Australia put together. Maybe even mm. New, you might be able to fit New Zealand in there as well. Probably. Like it's ten times the population of all of New Zealand, and mm. it's not like four year old uh, girls are going to go on and play for the New Zealand men's team, right? Like yeah. so. It is a remarkable amount of people um, from one talent pool. And, it, you know, it, it, it's such an incredible country from that perspective. Yeah, probably three times the amount of sheep in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, who has the sheep. data on that? Yeah. But uh, anyway, before we what actually... What age get- are the sheep and can they represent... <laughs> no, but before we actually get into the origin stories and how it's so hard to compete for a spot and actually make it to the Indian team, I want to talk about Indian cricket in general overall. You know, let's bring it in, into the equation. And, you know, it's it's huge. It's massive in the global arena. It's the main player. You know, there's Indian cricket and then there's everyone else. And even if you stack them up together, you probably don't get to the level of Indian cricket. I think you described it as Amazon being India and the other people just being like fruit sellers or whatever on the street. Uh, but basically, you know, they are the main players when it comes to finances and even influence. And you could say that Indian cricketers are worshipped by their supporters in a manner that is, you know, quite alien to cricketers from other parts of the world. Uh, maybe more so South Asian thing, but India is just next level even when you yeah. consider South Asia, right? Because it's literally a religion over there. But, you know, all of these superstars, they pretty much, like most of them at least, uh, they show they... They, they make it to that level and they have all of this stardom and it's all rainbows and butterflies. But there's a journey that leads to that, right? And they have yeah. to compete with, you know, millions of other Indians in that same age bracket. And, you know, given the high population of youth in the country and how popular cricket is as a sport, everyone mm. wants to play it, everyone wants to become a superstar in cricket. It really is a unique situation that these cricketers find themselves in. And re- getting to that, to that level where they get to represent India it requires an unprecedented level of hard work, toil, and a bit of luck as well. A lot of luck, yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I just, I think it's something we don't talk about really enough with cricket hmm. teams altogether. Um, so I did a piece. I actually, I don't even think it was a piece. I think it was just a tweet years ago about what it means for Sri Lanka as a nation to beat India. Hmm. And people got so, ah, oh, you. it's just a cricket match. There are two teams. One team's going to win. I was like, that's not what this is for Sri Lanka. Right, like I was already projecting a little bit forward that maybe Sri Lanka would slip back a little bit, um, which sadly I was probably quite right. There it was also the only the second time that Sri Lanka had ever won a world title. They don't win Olympic medals. They don't have a lot of Hollywood superstars. You know, you know they don't have a lot of rap stars. Whatever, whatever, whatever metric you want, they don't have a lot of that sort of stuff. And so it means something to Sri Lanka as a nation. But the other side is that every single person out on that field has a personal narrative. And uh, I, I, have you done my writing course? I can't remember. Yeah, I've done half yeah. of it. I still have yeah. to complete the other half. Hopefully it's in the first half this bit. But there's, <laughs> there's a bit where I talk about like it's really important to remember the players as people mm. because yeah. it's easy to be, oh, that left back's not very good on his right foot and that's going to hold him back. And you forget that the fact that, you know, he – snapped his Achilles tendon in his right foot and people told him he'd never be able to play and his older brother was better than him and all these different things. And, you know, Alistair Cook's a really good example of 
when you look at the history of Alistair Cook, right up until the point he makes 100 for England, everyone always said there was someone else more talented than him. His brother was a natural cricketer, a graceful cricketer, and, you know, all the kids he played with at junior level. Then the under-19s, there was someone else. You forget that these guys overcome things. And mm-hmm. they are, and, and there was, you know, the, obviously we'll get to the main reason I wrote this, this story, um, you know, later on. But it's something I don't think we do well enough in cricket. Mm-hmm. So there's that sort of India and Australia All the home markets are quite good at going, ah, you know, Nathan Lyon started as a groundsman, Mm. but it's kind of, it's kind of a patter, Mm. right? And I think sometimes what we forget is that there are all these different uh, people that make up these other team. And what I was fascinated with in the Indian side of things is the juxtaposition of the most incredible, powerful, wealthy board that we have ever Mm -hmm. had. And kids that came from a farm in fucking in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yeah, who, who failed, you know, who failed an exam to become a police officer, opening mm. the bowling for India. Like, it, you know, you have this team and this brand and this board that are huge, and then you just have these young kids who can bowl an outswinger, and he ends up playing for his country. It, yeah. I, I, that's the bit that I, I don't think we focus enough on that side of things. Of and, and it's it's so much more dramatic. Everything's so much more dramatic in India, but certainly this story is. Yeah, and I mean, uh, of course, we we mentioned how India are the superpower, but as you mentioned, the stories that make Indian cricket, those individual people or players, they, you know, the, those stories are wild. You mentioned this uh, story of a kid coming from a farm in Bihar. That is Mukesh Kumar's story. So let's start over there, I suppose. He, as you mentioned, uh, you know, wanted to become a police officer. He failed his fitness test. So interesting. I still don't understand then, that. Then, well, he how, a, then he became how a How hard is it to become a frigging police officer in, in Bar? <laughs> if an international yeah. fast bowler can't become, uh, yeah. fi- I mean, he might, what was he? Was he overweight at the time? Did he, had he just done his back? Like, I need also, to know more details about this. Also, Jared. In the 90s, we heard these complaints of India not producing enough fast bowlers. Just bring, bring in the police officers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, Mukesh Kumar fails his fitness test and can't become a police officer. Okay, He resorts to playing cricket, but a lot of tape ball cricket, right? He plays yeah. years and years in tape ball cricket. That's a big thing over here in the subcontinent. But but also, it, it was the reason he had to do that is because uh, Bihar is not like a center of cricket right like yeah. it's it's such a remote place that that he didn't have a choice so tape ball cricket is big in many different places mm-hmm. but his particular thing is he's not like some kid in in um you know in in the streets of a major city he's playing tape ball cricket and and that's upskilling him he's playing tape ball cricket as a professional because yeah. he's making money off it I mean, you they pay you per game, these tape ball leagues. Yep. Uh, they're huge on YouTube. Haris Rauf was big in tape ball cricket in yep. Pakistan. I think Siraj was uh, quite good in India as well. Um, at least he had the same, that same kind of start. But Mukesh is playing tape ball cricket. Then his dad convinces him or drags him literally to Kolkata. And that's where things change for him. And today, he finds himself representing India in a test match versus England, right? Sure, we can all argue on how well he played, but he's there. He made it. and uh, He bowled a good spell in South Africa at one stage, didn't he? Yeah. In, in one of those tests. Like, you know, and, and one of the reasons I talk about him is because I know he's going to be abused, hmm. right? I know he's going to get abused. And so you're saying, okay, well, now let's look at how he got here. Yeah. A little bit of respect on this man's name for... Everything he did to get to this point. It's like Forrest Gump's story, but a poor man's version and it's real, right? (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, what fascinated me about uh, Mukesh Kumar, of course, is that 
once people get to this level you know the stardom comes in and of course he won't be like as celebrated as india's super duper stars but he's still an indian cricketer he'll have a certain mm. level of respect he wants to wrap up once he's done with cricket and go back to his farm and live that farmer boy life and that really gives you a real insight into you know the humble starts don't always translate into this lavish life mukesh is a simple guy he just he's happy with what he's got Yeah and sometimes I remember Moeen Ali used to say that he was going to retire and go and clean the toilets at the mosque and mm. you know as he got older I think he thought to himself probably don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could probably do something else. But um do you remember Tyrone Henderson? No. Is Tyrone this that Hen- guy is this Rusty? No. No no no, no Rusty. No Theron, no that's that Rusty Theron. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another South African all-rounder though. Mm. Tyrone Henderson was the guy who went I, I think it was in the first um IPL for massive money. um mm. got the money and then you know got to the IPL and they realized he wasn't quite at the level that he thought he was and it was like half a million dollars or something he was paid mm. and he just went great and he went and bought a a, a lovely pop property in rural south africa somewhere and put his feet up mm. on the deck and hasn't really done all that much since right like it it different people just react in in, yeah. in completely um you know unique ways you look at someone like shri sant Hmm. just absolutely desperate to be known and famous and respected yeah. like once the cricket didn't work he didn't go and get a normal job in corporate india mm-hmm. or anything first he tried to be a politician then he tried to be a movie star right like everyone is different in the way they do it but i love the idea of mukesh kumar and you know there are plenty of cricketers who do this who just disappear back into uh you know their their kind of their background life and uh you know steve harmston's he's on radio and commentates and does all these things but he still lives in um up north where he grew up like some of these people just want to go back to where they're from i just thought it was a fascinating thing to say i didn't think it was a fascinating thing to do hmm. if that makes sense like it's, but it's the, basically to, uh, even the tyron henderson thing and mukesh kumar it's the thanos lifestyle but they didn't have to kill half of humanity for it right and isn't that better yeah definitely Uh another interesting story is that of uh, well he made his debut in this test match Rajat Patidar I think uh, his is really fascinating because he wanted to become a fast bowler then he tore his ACL in his knee and he obviously couldn't be a fast bowler after that uh, resorted to off spin failed then he finally picked up a bat and he made it to the IPL played in the 2021 season failed you know four games I think for 70 runs he scored yeah it wasn't Something much like was that. it Yeah and then here's a guy who's almost 30 he's reinvented his game multiple times and he hasn't been picked for the 2022 season of the IPL and he's considering getting married and there're probably thoughts of whether or not he wants to continue being a cricketer but then he is convinced to play that season and change the dates of his wedding he comes in and scores 333 runs at an, at a strike oh well an average of 50 and an astronomical strike rate everyone knows strike about strike rate as well i think yeah, yeah. Everyone knows about Rajat Patidar across the globe because he's performed in the IPL now. Mm. And uh, yeah, he missed next year's IPL due to a foot injury, but now he's gone on to make his test debut in Vizag. And I don't know if there's any other story that screams Bollywood as much as this one because there's a wedding involved in it, you know? You're so, right. Although I do think there's a story later on that will be yeah. made into a movie if we're being honest. But you're mm-hmm. right. This this is a fantastic story, isn't it? I think I was trying to work out what year he did his knee and I think he was quite old like but by that I mean um uh you know that it's different if you injure yourself at 15 or 16 and you know like Shubhru wasn't a fast bowler when he was 16 and yeah. you know Mitchell Stark was a wicketkeeper and Jofra was a wicketkeeper like that's a bit different but I think Padadar was kind of in the system mm. as a bowler 
um, when he got injured and then was like, okay, well, I'll go to Austin and that doesn't work. It, it's a remarkable career of failure. And I also found it really interesting that, and I've got a feeling an Australian cricketer did this, and it might be Adam Voges, who got picked or was going to go on a tour but had planned his wedding and knocked it back. And there's something in, again, it's a little story that just kind of, you put it in the back of your head, but it tells you something about, you know, uh, Rajat Patadar and, and, and the kind of person that he is, that that was his big chance. But he was thinking, yeah, but I might go and sit on the bench. And do I really want to put my wife and my family out to go yeah. and sit on the bench and not do anything? Um, and he was convinced to do it. And as you said, it is a, it is a, you know, a Bollywood story. And I, you know, watched him in this test match. He just knows what he's doing. He just looks mm. like, he actually reminds me of Joe, uh, Joe Root. He reminds me of um, Jonathan Trott, you know, mm. obviously a different kind of bat. I mean, Jonathan Trott wouldn't get a 150 strike rate in a dr dream, but, um, you know, plays the ball under his eyes, understands his game hundred percent. By the time, you know, he wasn't always as, uh, you know, it, it took him a long time to develop. If you have a look at it, and I'd love to talk to him about this, but he, you can see around uh, COVID, he takes a big step up, you know? So I think he really worked on his batting and, you know, got to a different level, just a professional who knows his game and, mm -hmm. and, and tries really hard and everything else. But it, and I think, you know, this, cause we've probably discussed it before. And it's probably, we probably do a foot marks on it one day. I think my favorite cricketers are the ones who make it to professional level in one skill. What was that bowler? In another the spin bowler for Australia who just played one game. You were obsessed with his career. He was a club level bowler. Did you know about Finally Bryce got that. Yeah, Bryce McGain. There you go. Remember that cricket is a funny game. Hundred years before we protected our heads, players looked after their groins. So don't be as stupid as old cricketers and protect your computer today. NordVPN is the protection I use when facing cyber shortfalls or when rights issues try to dismiss me. NordVPN will help you get through the straight bat of any geo blocks so you can watch all the cricket you want. If you need your pitch changed, well, NordVPN can doctor any surface to a new location so that your IP address is set up for you to win. Want to buy an associate cricket shirt from a place that won't ship to your country? Select NordVPN. Want to watch a game on a free stream in another hemisphere? NordVPN. Or if you just want to watch a clip on social media that a cricket board won't allow you to, promote NordVPN to pinch it for you. So if you need a VPN, go Nord. Use nordvpn.com forward slash Kimber to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The link is in the show notes. Protect your computer like a cricketer protects its nether region with NordVPN today. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, no, no. So I'm more talking about um, who would it be? Michael Vardy would be one. Hmm. Um, uh, Do you McLeod. mean Michael, Michael Yardy? Yes. What did I say? Vardy. <laughs> Is Vardy a footballer or an NFL yeah, Jamie, player? I know he plays Jamie, sport. Jamie Vardy, Leicester boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, lad. I don't know where I went there. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike Yardy is one. Azza Ali is another mm. one. Um, Kyle Jamison, I suppose you would put up there. Mark Richardson. You know, mm. there's a lot of these guys who I just find that absolutely fascinating that they can completely develop, they can make the professional. Uh, Stuart Broad's probably another one as well. Yeah, they make the professional um, level on one and then completely change. I, I, I've always just found that the, the you know those are the people that you really respect that want to see. Uh, Benny Howell is another one. Mm. They just want to find a way to make it work because they want to be. It's the game they love. You know, there's a chance for them to you know, you know really change things. And you know, there's there's no doubt that Patadar probably fits that kind of um, pattern again. And uh, I I just I love stories like that. There's definitely a footmarks in that, so write something on it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, if it was a Bollywood movie, right, the first major hurdle would be, oh, he's, he's, he's done his knee, the ACL is gone. Now he's bowling off spin and he's trash at it. Then he's batting and batting and batting. He falls in love somewhere in between, fails at the IPL. Now he's at this juncture where he's like, screw it, you know, fuck it, I'm, I'm just going to get married. But then his wife or soon-to-be wife comes and says that, yo, you got to go chase that dream. And that is what makes the movie, right? So, <laughs> I just want to see this movie because I want to see how, I want to see a musical number about a torn yeah. ACL because yeah. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. The dance sequences would be great. Uh, just definitely. limping on one leg mm. while, the, while the surgeon's trying to operate and, and, and put his cartilage, uh, not his cartilage, mm. his um, uh, cruciate li- ligament back mm. together. No, no, God comes and fixes it. The surgeons fail. Oh, that's <laughs> obvious. I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> But anyway, uh, speaking of some other interesting stories, there's one a fun origin story on Akshar Patel. And I've always wondered why Akshar has an X in his name. Now we have the answer why it's spelled that way. So care to enlighten our listeners, Jared? So this is the third different story I found about Akshar Patel's name. So I was originally told that his father was trying to pronounce the name uh, and the clerk at the... Um, uh, at the, I don't know, where you register births, got it wrong. And then there was another story that someone else had told me. But uh, weirdly enough, I found it today that Akshar Patel actually came out and said what it was. It was originally spelled A-K-S-H-A-R, which I think might be his Twitter handle. Yeah. That yeah. would make sense because that's how we do it over here. Yeah, that's the normal spelling <laughs> of Akshar, right? That's, yeah. why when we, that's why we don't call him Akshar. We call mm. him Akshar because that's what yep. his name is supposed to be. And then when he went to, when he went to school... There was a there was an issue where the principal uh, wrote it down as A X A R, which I do find interesting because I'm with you. Mm. That seems like a, an odd mistake to make, but obviously that happened. But here's where it gets weirder. He didn't have a passport when he got picked for India um, mm. under 19s, 
and he was at school and I think there was a short turnaround and he told his father to come in, uh, to put all the documents together so he could go and play uh, and get a passport. And when, somehow when all this happened, one of the documents from the school <laughs> had this AXAR, right? <laughs> and so that ends up being the one in his passport, despite the fact that's not his <laughs> name. And then I didn't, I didn't put this in the piece, but it goes further. So at one IPL team, he plays as AK. S-H-A-R, and at another IPL team, he plays as A-X-A-R, mm. and he said now that he kind of, like, goes between the two. It's just, I mean, again, you've got a story of someone who, who knows what Akshar Patel's life is like if he doesn't make it in cricket, but, you know, doesn't yeah. have a passport when he's clearly, what, 17, 18, 19, probably, or, you know, around around that age. Um and, you know, and then the whole thing has to be rushed and then this all happens. It's, again, it just shows you just how sort of mad some of this stuff is. And yeah. I won't get into the full list of all that weird visa and passport stories. I mean, we talked mm. about some of them recently. Major Bennett. Uh, Major Bennett is one story. <laughs> you want to know about Major Bennett, don't you? This uh, is not we'll we'll save it. We'll save this it. Is not the, Major Bennett needs, he needs his own space because <laughs> there's, there's backstory to Major Bennett. There's stats to Major Bennett. There's other stuff. Oh, you don't worry. We'll get to Major Bennett. But but yes. you're right. The Major Bennett story is one of the great stories about stupid names in cricket. Um, and uh, no, no. So I just again another bizarre sort of um, you know happening uh, that only happens because this guy was incredible at cricket. And you know, at the same stage, his life and his name change. I'm not sure yeah. that happens all that much unless you're a woman who gets married and has to change her surname. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, uh, that principle probably has some sort of hand in this. People who believe in, you know, numerology and astrology or whatever, they probably believe that maybe if he was A-K-H or wait, A-K-S-H-A-R, maybe he wouldn't have that same sort of success. Who knows? But, you know, Akshay is a very common name in India and that's always with a K-S-H. And yeah. Lakshman, VVS Lakshman spelled it with an X. So maybe there is something to do over here with the X. Someone did tell me, um, I think it might have been Abhishek Janjamola, the former India A player. Mm. I think it was him who was telling me that Xs are really uncommon in uh, India, in mm. names. Uh, and because he, I don't think he knew the full story of that, uh, of Akshar either. So it is, it's, it's a random one. And it's also, it, the other problem with it is, is that you have to know the backstory to pronounce it correctly. Right, yeah. because otherwise it does look like Axar, and then you have another Josh, um, Josh Butler or Pat Cummings or mm. uh, Ravi Ashwin type situation as well. Yeah. So his name is almost always said incorrectly, and it's not you know like I've told all the English commentators what his name is, and they know, but they once you read it, you read it as Axar, not Akshar. Yeah, it is one of those, and and some people might read it as R, you know, because X at certain times can be I a Z. I've yeah. never heard anyone say that, but I could see that. Yeah, no, I've never heard anyone either. And and I mean, people who are from South Asia would kind of put two and two together and say, okay, he, he's going with Akshar over here. What did Lakshmipati Balaji go with? Was it an L-A-K-S-H or L-A-X? I don't remember. Or, or Lakshman was... Shivaramakrishnan. What did those guys use? I think some of those guys have X's. Yeah. yeah um, they might, right? Yeah. Uh, just on, on names, by the way, uh, Jeff Thompson called Glenn McGrath, Glenn McGrath. The whole a, time. a lot of people call him Glenn McGrath. No, that's enough. a lot of people did around the world. I've, if, mm. if not from your, but Jeff Thompson knew the name, 
and oh. Phil said it, which I, I, it's just something I've always remembered of like, you're just being a dick to be a dick. And he probably did it as a joke when he started his career. And then McGrath took 500 wickets and it just made Tomo <laughs> look like more of an idiot the longer McGrath <laughs> stuck around. Anyway, sorry, the longer McGrath stood, yeah. stuck around. Basically, we've spent a lot of times on names. I think we need to carry on with more origin stories. And there is, of course, Shriyas Ayer, who we need to discuss. Uh, he turned up at Praveen Amre's camp and he was sent back because there were no vacancies, which has been a recurring theme in Shriyas's career, such that the, he's been late to the party. Oh, well, the teams that are supposed to recognize his talent and utility, they have been late to the party in, in terms yeah. of recognizing so that, that's a fun one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's such a naturally gifted player. I would have thought that, and they, they knew who he was. Like, you know, he wasn't unknown, I don't think, to the camp at the time. Yet they didn't make, they didn't just slip him in because of who he was. And, and you think about later on, I, you know, that uh, World Cup in 2019, Freya I probably would have been a pretty handy player to have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, early on. And, I, and I've said this before, I think part of the reason he's a little bit behind his development curve is because he probably came to test cricket a couple of years later than I yeah. would have liked. Um, Who and, was and so, uh, in India's middle order in that 2019 World Cup? Oh, I can't remember now, but it was the one where they didn't make any runs at number four. Didn't, yeah, was that's it the one where the, everyone batted at number four? Or was I, it, think, I, I think remember. it's the one where everyone batted at number yeah, four. That's I, think, one. I think that's it. I know I wrote a piece about it, but I can't remember now. But, you know, it, so it would have made a bit more sense. And, you know, I, I did a piece about Shreyas Ayer a while back about there is an element of a player of that talent. Hmm. If you keep them in first-class cricket too long, that eventually it, they just don't work in test cricket because hmm. it's – it's like they, they end up clocking first-class cricket and mm. test, all the changes in test cricket they're not prepared for. Whereas if you throw them in at 21 or 22, you know, they might fail, but it gives them a chance to at least understand, oh, this is slightly different, so I'm going to have to play like this. And, you know, Graham Hick is obviously the most famous example of someone we believe this happened to, right, of like – Unfortunately for Graham Hick, he was qualifying for England and was absolutely dominating Zimbabwe first-class cricket and Australian first-class cricket and England first-class cricket. Mm -hmm. And then he gets to test cricket and just can't get it going. Mark Rampercast is another one. I don't know if he had to wait as long, though, Ramps. Mm -hmm. So he might have just been someone who – it doesn't make any sense that Ramps failed. But, yeah, but yeah it's, you know, we have seen – it doesn't happen that often because most players of, of Shreyas Iyer or Graham Hick's talent play mm -hmm. um, test cricket fairly early at least get a chance to fail mm -hmm. and, and get an idea of it um but but yeah it's it so i don't know if it plays a big part or not but it is an interesting one that it kind it kind of feels like he has to doubly prove himself at, yeah. at all times to get through even as a kid you know if you're not getting you know that vacancy or, or a spot in the praveen amre camp then yeah it's it's uh well you just it goes on to show you that even when you have all of that talent and mm. you seem to be destined for some sort of success, it can take time. And that's happened to him both at that junior level and at senior level. So it's an interesting one. Uh, speaking of uh, people who, oh, well, the opposite actually of people who, uh, you know, somehow find themselves in the test team when they never would have thought they would have make it or made it would be KS Bharat. He has a mm. quite an interesting story. He just made, uh, oh, it didn't make his debut, but he just played a test match in front of his home crowd in Vishakhapatnam, the Vizag test. And, uh, you know, that is an obscure cricketing center. It's not mm. like uh, a lot of players come from there. Vizzy came from there and Vizzy is not someone that, well, nope. should have played for India. <laughs> At least we know that Barrett is not the worst cricketer to come from there. <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about that one, does he? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, interestingly, he was once a young ball boy on the boundary when MS Dhoni scored 100. Mm. 
and he didn't take up the gloves till he was 19 so that it's not me. like yeah did that shock like you either. yeah i mean if you're a wicketkeeper i would assume that you've been doing it all your life and 19 What? is the sort of age where it's probably hard to pick up a skill of that What? kind of you know level yeah if he was like a ben duckett or an ollie pope wicketkeeper mm -hmm. I'd be like, or, you know, like a more of a casual wicketkeeper. I'd be mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, I could see why someone at the age of 20 or 21 is like, I could probably do this. Mm -hmm. But he's like a specialist wicketkeeper. Like he's got, yeah. ha, you know, proper wicketkeeping skills. Mm -hmm. And that's the sort of guy that usually, as you said, you know, he turns up to his club team. He doesn't bowl very well. They chuck him the gloves and that's all he does um, yeah. from then on in. I was absolutely shocked at that. He just doesn't appear like that kind of player. And, you know, it's a, India are not maybe not quite on that sort of England or Sri Lanka level where everyone's a wicketkeeper. Um, mm. But, you know, you look at India and, you know, uh, Patif Patel, Dinesh Kartik, Rishabh Pant, MS Dhoni, um, I'm missing, like, Sanju Sampson. Yeah, um, and Saha. Uh, and Saha. And there's a, I reckon there's another one that we've just forgotten as well. Like, they've had, they had quite a lot of good wicketkeepers. And Chaos Barrett is a guy who at 19 wasn't wicketkeeping and has mm -hmm. ended up in the test team from a, you know, uh, what would you say, a, like a second tier state when it comes to yeah. cricket. Um, and I mean, think of this. I didn't mean to thumbs that up, by the way. Yeah. I mean, imagine how specialist wicketkeepers are a dying breed in the first place. Yeah, game. as well. You need yeah. to be a wicketkeeper batter. And not just in this era, you can go back to the start of the millennium. That's something probably Adam Gilchrist changed, right? And yet he's made it. And you spoke about all of those great wicketkeepers. But let's be real. There is no chance that KS Bharat ever gets a game for India unless Rishabh Pant is in a car yeah. accident. And as unfortunate as that is, one man's, you know, poison is another man's meat. And, you know, it's... Is KS that Bharat a phrase? I, I, I switched that... it. I flipped it. Because... Because <laughs> I was would... like, I've never heard that phrase before. <laughs> that seems like a, a, that seems like a, a, a punchy yeah. phrase. I like it. Don't get me uh, wrong. I flipped it on purpose because I was like, it has to be Bharat's meat, so okay. it should come I after. heard someone say the phrase, um, or that he wrecked havoc on someone today. And I was like, that's so much better than wreaked havoc. I would love to wreck <laughs> havoc. <laughs> But anyway, he is now playing for India in their test team. I'm not sure if he'll get another game or not because, uh, mm. well. He might get he dropped, yeah. He hasn't scored much runs. But he's gotten six tests. He's played one of those test matches at home. And, you know, on one hand, you have the Shriya Sires of the world who have you know, yeah. the talent who should, who deserve to be there playing top level cricket, but you know, that journey has been delayed for them. And on the other hand, you have someone as random as KS Bharat who didn't even want to become a keeper till he was 19. And he was so below in that depth chart of wicket keepers, even in the current day. And he still managed six test matches. Thanks to the kind folks at FlexiSpot for looking after my office and my butt by sending me their E7 Pro desk that save your favorite desk heights at a touch of a button. You don't have to crank anything. This thing just finds the height that you like and you can work. And their BS12 Pro chair that supports my posterior while I'm recording, well, this ad and all my shows. If you need great desks, especially ones that change heights or the best quality chairs, head on over to FlexiSpot. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. 
Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. No, it's a, remar- it's a remarkable story. I-, I think that's fair. And, you know, have you ever heard the story about Nasser Hussein and which player he, he tried to imitate the most? Um, no, but I have seen a clip of young Nasser Hussein uh, hit boundaries in the Under-19 World Cup, I think. Oh, wow. So Nasser Hussein copied Steve Waugh. And the reason he copied Steve Waugh is Ricky Ponting was around and Brian Lauer was around and Sachin Tendulkar was around. And he was like, well, I can't be them, right? <laughs> but I can maybe be like, a, you know, a worse version of Steve Waugh, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're a young Indian player, you probably can't be Kohli or Boomer, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there aren't that many of them out there. The chances of you getting that. KS Barrett, it's like, you know, maybe, maybe I could do that. You know, I just work on my skills. I do everything I need to be. I'm professional. I turn up on time. You know, I, I, I you know, make the most out of what I have. Um, and then maybe something falls into place. Like yeah, maybe you know, I'll play a world test championship final someday. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I, I think it's a really, really interesting one. Hmm. And uh, moving forward, of course, Kuldeep Yadav is another fascinating story. Now, mm-hmm. he dreamed or dreamt of being Wasim Akram as a kid. So he wanted to bowl left arm pace and swing it and reverse swing it. But athleticism, or, or well, the lack of it, kind of denied him that dream. Um, He's not a natural fast bowler's body, is he? No, not at all. I mean, I have more of a fast bowler's body than Kuldeep Yadav, perhaps. But, uh, you know, he, his left arm did, uh, well, have some talent because mm. left arm wrist spin is a unique skill on its own and it's even harder to master, let alone just, you know, bowl. And he made waves in international cricket as soon as he came mm. onto the scene. And then he fell off the radar or, or a cliff, really. And everyone thought that Kuldeep was done and dusted. He's not coming back from here. And yet he made a comeback, returned as a better bowler than before. And he's just been, you know, surreal ever since he's been back. One of the best spinners currently in cricket. That is a, an amazing comeback story. I had a piece for ready to go on the fact that I thought he was done and we'd never see him again. And it wasn't because I didn't think he was a good bowler. It's that that's the thing that happens to left arm wrist spinners a lot. They come in, they take a couple of wickets, people get a little bit more used to them particularly, and then they disappear. Especially because, especially the left arm wrist spinners who have massive wrongings generally. They, once people start to pick them, then the word gets out and they just become easier to play. He's done a couple of things that I never thought. A, he's had to come back, but he's also got quicker. Do you know how hard it is as a spinner to put on pace? It's not a case of bowling quicker because of the revolutions you're putting on the ball and everything else. Like it's a real, you can bowl quicker balls, but they probably won't have any revolutions on them. Hmm. Actually finding a way to 
increase your pace while still putting the revolutions on the ball is just absolutely incredible. And he's also, you know, he was loose when he and lots of young left arm wrist spinners are. Mm. They're loose. They're not particularly accurate. You know, then they don't really know what they're doing. They're just putting the ball roughly in the right area and hoping things happen. He's not like that anymore. He's, you know, a much more talent, uh, much more clear bowler and knows what he's doing. And, um, you know, how many young players, you know, Ab- Abhinav Mukund and um, uh, what's his name? Um, Cambly. And, mm. you know, young a young fast bowler will come out of nowhere. And if you don't make it quickly in India, yeah, that can be it. I think it's almost more surprising to me when you have a comeback like this than you getting a game in the first place because mm. there's, I mean, God, the, the depth chart of the talent of their spin, yeah. <laughs> again, to go back to the wicketkeeper thing, is just phenomenal, right? Like, you know, mm. there's probably three guys in their India A side at the moment who can all take wickets in test level um, and also a couple of which can bat, right? Like mm. there's a lot of talent out there. And so it's really hard to, to come back. So all credit to him. Um, and the only other thing I would say, just on a cricket point of view, it's a tiny nerdy thing, the fact that he was a fast bowler when he was younger probably um, a, 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 an advantage to him as a wrist spinner because it means he probably has a slightly faster arm. Um, oh. And you need a faster arm with wrist spin than you do with finger spin because the revolution slowed the ball down even more. Mm. Um, and so I do think that has actually helped him. But, you know, he's the... He's the was a macram of spin. Yeah, I mean, if if he was trying to imitate Waz, then he has to have a fast arm, right? <laughs> and uh, it's interesting. There's actually an, an anecdote with respect to this: is that when uh, he was playing for Kolkata and Wasim Akram was part of the coaching staff, and this oh, is yeah. young Kuldeep, he told Wasim that I I wanted to be like you and bowl like you when I grew up, and Wasim was like, "Good thing you switched because you wouldn't have met me otherwise." <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of that. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to left-arm wrist spinners, at least in contemporary cricket, he's right up there. Like, you've got your Noor Ahmeds and Tabrez Shamsis, but, you know, Kuldeep is just a different gravy. And and uh, I, to your point, when you kind of fall off a cliff and, and, and are not on the, you know, uh, radar anymore for Indian cricket, you have to prove yourself uh, twice as hard to make yeah. that comeback. And, and boy, has he done that or succeeded at that. Anyway, let's come to our feature segment of the podcast. We've built it up with all of these other origin stories. And now we're going to come to the big one because this is what inspired Jared to write the piece in the first place. And it is a story worth mentioning. The Patidar Bollywood story was more like flowery and, you know, uh, it had its uh, ebbs and flows and, you know, deep points. But there were a lot of songs in that one, a lot of like uh, dance sequences. This one is like storytelling, real like, uh, you know, uh, tough to watch sort of imagery. That's how I see this Bollywood movie shape up. It's, 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 it may not even be a Bollywood movie. It yeah. might actually have to be just a genuine drama without any songs mm-hmm. in this movie. It, it has to be a Scorsese movie or, <laughs> or something like that. We're talking about Yashasvi Jaiswal, of course, who just hit his uh, career best score in his sixth test match. So... He scored 170-odd on debut, then scored 209 versus England at Vishakhapatnam. Basically won India that game and allowed them to level the ongoing test series with England, which is, of course, five matches and we're only down to two. But uh, let's rewind the clock, Jared. And uh, we're back in rural Uttar Pradesh. Yashasvi is a 10-year-old boy and, uh, he, you know, dreams of being a cricketer. And uh, he has embarked on a miraculous and quite dangerous journey with respect to chasing his cricket dream because he traveled thousands of miles 
from his village, which was quite remote in, in Uttar Pradesh, to one of the world's biggest cities in Mumbai, also one mm. of the most populous cities in the world. And initially, he lives with his uncle in a suburb. And, uh, you know, let's just pause there for a bit. There is more to the story, but I want to take a pause over here because for a 10-year-old to just do that, to leave your own house and go live with your uncle thousands of miles away, it requires a certain amount of courage. And just for that kid to take that risk, I think it's enormous on its own. And this story gets wilder later on. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it requires courage, but also like clarity of mind. Like, mm. So, so I, I've got a nine-year-old boy mm. who is talented at many different things, right? And if, if he made a decision in a week's time to go to Mumbai and try and make it as a cricketer, <laughs> The next week, he would make a decision to go to New York and try and make mm. it as a basketballer. And the next week, he would d- decide to go to um, uh, somewhere else and try and make it as an actor, right? Mm. Like, the singularity of the thinking is just mind-blowing. And, yeah. you know, you and I both know adults who at mm-hmm. 20, 25, 30, 35, maybe even 40, 45, don't actually know what they want to do with their life. And you've got yeah. a 10-year-old who does that. The parents part of this is more interesting. I'd love to sit down with his parents and work out because, and I think we do know this, you know, uh, this is going to sound weird, but, you know, parents of trans kids, Hmm. sometimes you just know, right? Like Mm -hmm. that it's wrong and that this person has to do this. And yes, it's, they're young, but you just understand it. And perhaps there was an element of that of like there was not there wasn't any other option. He was going to mm. have to go and maybe fail, um, and and do that. But as you said, that isn't the whole story. It's not like he goes there, lives with his uncle at ten, yeah. and then uh, a couple of years later plays for uh, under nineteens. Is it? No, 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 no. So he basically goes to his uncle, and then he realizes that the commute uh, to go to the city from his uncle's place or that suburb. It's just not feasible. You know, it takes up a lot of time. And that prompts Yashasvi to actually go to Mumbai and take refuge in a dairy shop. That's where he lives. He exchanges labor to have a place to sleep and he's working on his cricket. And that doesn't work either. So now he goes to the famous Azad Medans of Mumbai. Of course, Sachin was also a product of those Azad Medans. And over here, he's actually offered residence by the Muslim United uh, Club Ground. And he lives in the staff tent over there. So now he finally has a home and he has a place where his game can be nurtured. He can have that singularity of thought and focus on his cricket. And that journey from start to finish, let's not even get to him making it. That alone could be a movie, you know? But you've also forgotten that his parents by this stage, by the time it, when it doesn't work in that first, you know, the dairy shop and and Mm. with his uncle, his parents are like, come back home. What are you doing? Right. And it's incredible that, you know, maybe they didn't have the, I mean, they're so far from Mumbai. It might have actually been hard for them even to go and get him yeah. at that point. Right. Like it, it would have cost money, you know? Yeah. Like it was, and who knows how, what their situation was or anything, but I could only imagine, I think if you have a child who is that dead set on something hmm. in, in, if, and you thought they were that sort of child, I could understand in certain situations how this would happen. I'm not sure I have those children. But I can understand there might be situations w- where where that is possible, right? Have you heard him once, speak? Have you yeah. heard Yashasvi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can listen to that clarity. You can listen yeah. to a ten year old speak. Exactly. But mm. even with that, I think once it didn't work straight away, 
even if you believed in the clarity and everything else, I think you would just go and try and, and just say, look, hmm. well, let's try again when you're 12. <laughs> let's try again when you're 14. It doesn't hmm. have to be now. Right. Um, absolutely remarkable. But even when you say, you know, he's living in the tent at that, at the Maidan, it's not as if that is a safe and secure environment mm -hmm. for a child. Right. He's still struggling for, you know, um, food and um, nurturing mm -hmm. all these basic things he's still struggling with at that time. Um, so it's, you know, I, I do think from that perspective, it is, it is certainly worth remembering that this is not something that is, what's the best way of putting it? It's, it's not as if he suddenly, you know, walks into a sitcom and, and everyone, you know, looks after him they're looking after their lives and they're busy and they've now got a 10 year old hanging around like it's still not a it's pretty far from a perfect situation and this is the better situation than the last two yeah and i mean just the thought that you know you see your parents after so long and they're saying come home kid come to a more comfortable environment but he was a dreamer and i firmly believe that yashasvi manifested this reality for him i am a big believer in manifestation and I think he probably just daydreamed the crap out of it and just applied that uh, dream on the field. He, he played with that determination. And for him, maybe failure was never an option. And he just knew that he's going to play for India one day. I feel those sort of, or that sort of energy from Jasasvi Because when he came uh, on to talk to the media personnel after day one, he was on 179, I believe. Of course, he only added 30 runs after, you know, Wait. he came out to bat. Uh, next day, but Yashasvi was saying, yeah, I'm going to try and double up on this effort. I'm going to double the score and I'm going to win India this game. So this is someone who seemed to be laser focused. And like you mentioned, uh, yeah, go for no, it. No, no, you go. You mentioned how, you know, we, there's so many people who don't even know what to do with their lives at 30. Look, I was 17 when I went to university and I did not know what I want to do with my life. I graduated university. I did not know what sort of job I'll be good at. And after I had built enough capital, I was like, okay, I've always loved cricket. I've had a taste of this. Mm. I really want to work in cricket. So it took me 28 or 27 years of my life to really find that focus that, okay, this is what I'm going to try to do. And I'm going to go all guns blazing. I know you have a similar story, Jared, where, you know, you picked well up cricket quite late. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I came to cricket quite late, but hmm. I think from the age of five, I knew I was going to be a writer. Hmm. Um, and so I get 
his story from that perspective. Like I do understand that, that side of it, but I also think if you have clearly, clearly he was a child that was gifted, right. Mm. You know, in focus and in talent for cricket and who knows Mm. in what other things. I do think there is an element then of, as a parent of, okay, he's going to go to Mumbai. He's going to have his uncle. He's going to have a mobile phone or, you know, Mm. however, however they hooked him up. Like, you know, he wasn't, I'm assuming he was still contacting his parents quite mm-hmm. regularly. It was 2012. It wasn't before mobile phones were, yeah. were were readily available or anything like that. I mean, I'm hoping, or at least he had a way of contacting them and, and mm-hmm. you know, keeping in touch. And it was obviously family members in Mumbai that he could go to. I don't know if I would let my children do it. Um, but I also understand that because um, I had a similar kind of drive at, at a similar kind of age. And mm. I probably would have been better off with this kind of random thing than trying to go to school which wasn't suiting me very well but it's i i can understand it from the parents point of view as well of it doesn't really matter if he makes it at cricket Hmm. because clearly he had some kind of inner drive that Hmm. was gonna he was gonna make it at something but regardless of that it's a 10 year old um in mumbai on his own and you know darren goff was joking today on on our podcast when we were talking about it and he was saying um uh, he gets intimidated by Mumbai now. Right? <laughs> like it's a it's a big scary place, especially mm. for a friggin' kid from um where's he from? Up north uh, somewhere? Uttar, Uttar Pradesh. Uttar I don't Pradesh. know exactly I, that is. Do you know what I mean? It's like that's a culture shock. Like Mumbai yeah. isn't even really like other parts of India, let alone like uh Uttar Pradesh. So mm. I, I just it's it's a remarkable story. And I suppose what I would say is that. I wonder how often this happens because it doesn't feel like a very common story, but I can't yeah. imagine the vast majority of them mm. end up particularly good, uh, yeah. happy, happy endings. Right. And I, yeah. and I know that traditionally it was probably something that happened a little bit more in the older days. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if people know that, but you know, there was a lot of kind of kids just going off on their own before mm. school sort of became five to 18. Um, yeah. you know, so things like that happened, but it's, it just feels like a magical story. And, you know, he, he went on to play cricket, but actually he could have been fighting a dragon in a cave somewhere. Yeah, I mean, who's to say what what sort of challenges he might have faced? And, you know, uh, you mentioned how you would have known at five that you're going to be a writer. I, in high school, had like a vision board and I had like John Dykes on there from Sports Center. So I had a dream, <laughs> but, okay. but I did not have the hustle. And here's a kid who had a dream and the hustle at 10. Yep. And he made it work and he... Also, let's not undersell the fact that he worked his ass off to, you know, rise above the ranks. Yeah. I mean, Mumbai cricket is extremely competitive. And the fact that he made his domestic debut at 17, then had an, a phenomenal under-19 World Cup, smashed that 100 versus Pakistan out of all countries in the semi. Forget quality. That's a different kind of pressure for a kid, right? India-Pakistan mm. kind of brings that pressure to the table. And that propelled him even further. He made it to the IPL. Uh, he had a stellar IPL. He's never looked back since. In in first class cricket, he has, as you mentioned, uh, the best conversion or better conversion rate uh, than the Dawn, albeit a very small sample size. But that's a better conversion rate than the best to have arguably ever played the game. It is, you know, even more incredible that we have recounted this entire story of, you know, perseverance, uh, chasing a dream, hustle, uh, braving it out in adverse environments and adapting. And yet this is a kid who's 22. He has his entire career ahead of him. And we're talking about this movie and we don't even know how the latter half of the movie will happen. 
what what's mm. the end over here this story has just begun and it's just one of the most incredible stories to come out of cricket you know shamar joseph we have we celebrated that story as yeah. well that's still one in 350 this is one in 10 million yeah it's it, no you're right it's i think the chances of i i would love to know how often in let's say in, in india but in, in i suppose in any country where this is mm. possible to happen a 10 year old leaves home mm. travels to another city doesn't actually end up staying with their family and the story ends up positive yeah not and, not, I mean, not not great just positive yeah right just something something like he plays domestic cricket or something or he doesn't die you know that's what i mean like <laughs> you know he goes on to have a successful career as a telephone salesman or you know or, or you know um, he he works he becomes a train driver or something like that like it it just feels so remarkable that he would do that and you know I remember, you know, when you have kids, you have all these wild conversations. And and I remember my wife saying, because, you know, my kids were always going to play tennis. And obviously, I was a tennis coach and, mm. you know, my mum runs a tennis club and uh, it was one of the sports that we really wanted them to know. It's a great social sport, tennis, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're on holidays and somewhere, like there's a, usually a court and you, you can pick it up and play and, you know, and meet members of the opposite sex. There's a lot of good things about tennis <laughs> if if you can pick it up. And... I remember my wife saying, well, what happens if one of the, you know, one of our children is just absolutely brilliant at tennis? Could, could we send them to Florida? And, um, you know, because that's where all tennis players obviously <laughs> used to end up at that point. And it's a really interesting conversation of when you start to think of it that way, because your first thought of as a parent is no, like, I'm not going to let my child go off on their own. Like th- the idea of boarding schools to me is the stupidest idea ever. Like you, mm. you parents and family helps and community helps build your child. Not, yeah. not a f- bully, um, mm. you know, in, in a center, but that's a little bit different when you have a really gifted child, right. Mm. Or a really laser focused child or whatever that may be. Um, and they've got to find their own path. And it sounds ridiculous to allow a child to find their own path at 10. But, you know, the fact it's worked, I, I'm a sick is that it's almost the worst story ever because I'm, I'm horrified that all these 10-year-olds around the world are going to start <laughs> going out on their own and, and, and trying to do stuff. But it's just, it's he just knew what he wanted to do. And I, I, I love that. And the fact that he did it, it's just, it's beyond, as you said, this his, his life's barely started. And he's already got a life story that most people will never be able to even yeah. get anywhere near. I mean, we're halfway through the movie and it's already a blockbuster, isn't it? Mm. And I mean, we spoke about all of these other origin stories and there was an element of luck over there. When you look at Yashasvi's story, there is no element of luck. He made his luck over here. He literally fought through all of those adversities and rose through the ranks and, you know, made it in Mumbai out of all those cities mm. where it's so hard to make it as a batter. You know, it's just beyond incredible and you know uh, i think another solid bit of perspective that has come out and you mentioned this earlier is you know the success rate of these sort of stories is probably really really low yeah. we've spoken about these great success stories but imagine about how many countless uh, failures and heartbreaks there might be in all of this and you know you probably have a better shot at winning the lottery in some countries than making it as an international cricketer in india mm, no exactly and then doing it as as a 10 year old who's left home and yeah. you know is essentially homeless like i know i know even, even rusty homeless. and bluey rusty and bluey had a nurturing environment okay exactly <laughs> rusty's dad wasn't even around he was out in the army but still mm. um fighting cats i assume in the army <laughs> he was a dog. I, don't, I don't really know how that works but um 
<laughs> people who don't understand what we're talking, that's going to be such a random reference for most yeah. people. But, hmm. but yeah, look, I, I just, I, I think there's still an element of luck. I just, hmm. but in a different way. Hmm. I think in his case, the luck is the external stuff, as in, you know, what if there was an issue with his uncle? What if hmm. um, he didn't find the tent? What if the coach didn't find him early on? You know, and bring him. We didn't even talk about that. You know, that coach finding him, bring him into his home. You know, looking after him, all mm. that sort of stuff. What if he had to get a job, right? Because yeah. I think one of the big things was we always heard that he was working on the streets as a young kid to pay his way. And now we find out that wasn't quite the case, right? That mm. actually, what happened was this coach went, "No, you focus on cricket. We can we can provide for you over here, and mm. and you know we'll give you a bed and everything else." That that. So I suppose it's luck, but it's luck in a different way. Um, yeah. In, than the others but the truth is that and, and people absolutely hate this but mm. it's it's true luck plays a big part in how these things go and there are incredibly talented athletes that we don't know about because it just didn't get the breaks that they should have right and mm. their life went in a different direction and you know you uh, have you ever read or, or seen the movie friday night lights or the tv show no, I have not. You know, it, it talks about, I think it's the running back. I've forgotten his name now, but, you know, doing his knee early on. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I played with a junior cricketer who just was one of the most spectacular athletes and thinkers on cricket I ever saw. And he, he broke his leg when he was about 15, 16, and he just lost his athleticism. And he just didn't. He just didn't develop the way that everyone thought he was going to. He was, you know, I think he was playing grade cricket at, or district mm. cricket, as we call it, at, at 16 in Melbourne. Um, and it just never happened for him. At, at 19, he wasn't playing cricket anymore, mm. right? Like, you know, they, these people happen all the time. And, you know, occasionally you get a situation where someone like Dirk Nanis appears, right, where, where yeah. it's like, it, it one you know he gets to 29 and someone goes oh come on Dirk take this seriously and he does and, and things go that's rare right that mm. the you know the, those kinds of things it things need to happen in your life and to, to go back to you know the, the story about uh just while like you've got a million things could go wrong um and a million things could go right for you and who knows what happens and where he ends up on a slightly different path I think a person like him is destined to be successful. But by successful, I mean he could have ended up being a family man with a decent job, um, mm. living in a lovely flat in Mumbai or Bangalore or Dubai or wherever he ended up, right? <laughs> I, I think a person like him has that ability. But the magic is <laughs> that he went through all of that and then, I mean, he has he has the path in front of him. Yeah to be one of the greatest batters of all time. I'm not saying he's going to be. I, I don't want I don't want to A put that pressure on him or anything else. But very few players enter test cricket with his record. Mm. He yeah. clearly has a very very good uh, game. Could get slightly better against pace bowling. That might be the thing that slows him down. Might get sucked in by IPL cricket. He might get sucked in by fame. He might mm. lose the laser focus that he once had. He Who's might get say, a yeah. He might get a partner, um, and him and his partner, um, you think other things are important in life, but he has the ability to get there and to come from where he's come from to that position on its own, as you said, like that is, it's not even, that's, that's like an eight part Netflix special. It's not even a movie, yeah. right? Like maybe, maybe I mean, a multi-season Netflix special. Exactly. It's like four Bollywood movies. 
Yeah. You mentioned pressure over there in between. And I think that's another thing that we don't take into account when it comes to Indian cricketers in particular. Look at Shubman Gill, another generational mm-hmm. talent. You'd think he's destined for greatness and all that. But here's a guy who has one of those stereotypical brown dads, right? Gill scores 100 and dad says, oh, that's not good enough. Should have been a double, right? So, Jaiswal has the weight of all of those expectations on his shoulders. And yet, we don't see that coming into his game at all. It seems like he's good at blocking these things out and actually focusing on his cricket and just trying to be the best version or best batter that he can possibly be. And it is like... I have not seen many 22-year-olds who speak with that level of conviction and who really believe that, okay, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. There's no fluff with Yashasvi Jaiswal. It's all very, like, strictly cricket. Yeah, it's very, yeah. And there's an element of kind of Steve Smith about that, Hmm? you know. Uh, And eventually, that kind of got to Steve Smith, right? So that laser focus you have at 20, 21, 22, you know, you see these young professionals come through and they do everything right and then one thing breaks and, and they fall apart, right? We see it in cricket, you know, um, the, they're destined for greatness and then they make, it, they make it earlier than anyone else does and then something goes wrong and they don't know how to deal with failure. Does mm. he know how to deal with actual failure? He knows how to deal with an average IPL year, but yeah. also knowing he was going to bat in the IPL the next year. Does he know how to play 15 test matches where he doesn't make 100, right? True. Do, you know, does he know how to deal with losing Pakistan, uh, losing a game against Pakistan in a World Cup, mm. right? You know, does he know what it's like to drop a catch and, and, and lose a game, right? All, all those sorts of things, uh, you know, they, they can build up on you. But right at the moment, he's like this kind of, this perfect overachieving dream boy right like i mean that's just what he is and it's 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 a fascinating you know we've had some great stories in cricket like this is right up there with with one of the more fascinating ones that we've ever seen of you know as you said manifesting but you Mm. know just it's it's so hard to be that certain and he's achieved a a level of certainty by the age of 22 that Mm. i mean you know, few people probably will ever find. Yeah. And I mean, the rigors in this story, that's what makes it special, right? The fact that at 17, he had experienced so much. Of, he'd had lived two lifetimes by then, yeah. right? And yet he is someone who's only played six test matches and is averaging over 100 runs per test, which is amazing. That means that if he keeps continuing like that, he'll score 10K in 100 test matches. And, you know, the I don't know if he'll ever get to be the, or become the best batter to have ever played the sport, but Let's just talk about the best left-handed batter to have ever played of India or for, or for India. I, I spoke about this in other podcasts, but mm. that record belongs to Saurav Ganguly, who has like 7,200 runs in test cricket. I mean, you'd probably bet on Yashasvi to beat that tally, even though it's early days and you never know with careers. Injury could happen. Like you said, uh, he could lose his focus. He could, you know, marry someone who's like, oh, screw this. Let's play golf. I don't know. Something like that. I remember there's a friend of mine called Manny who uh, w- used to work on Test Match Sofa. And he mm. tells a story of watching Alistair Cook bat. And mm. I think it was Alistair Cook's first test. And he went and got odds afterwards on Alistair Cook breaking mm. the most hundreds ever made by an England batter. Mm. You would put that same bet on, on just well, right now, right? Yeah. To break Ganguly's record. Um the only th- reason I wouldn't make that bet is I'm not sure there will be enough test cricket being played in the next 10 years. Uh, I, mm. Like I, I can guarantee, I almost feel like I'm more confident in him scoring more than 7,000 runs than I am in test cricket being around for him <laughs> to score more than 7,000 <laughs> test runs. Like, yeah. you know, and, and I said that before, 
there are issues with his game. It's not completely perfect at the moment, mm. and he is young, and he's got all these, all those things can happen. But he mm. just looks. I, I Joe Root. I saw Joe Root playing Nagpur that first test, mm. and I went on a podcast with Mark Butcher and George Tobell, and we were all talking. And I said, "Well, Joe Root's going to play for England for the next ten or twelve years," mm. and they looked at me aghast because that's quite a big call. Yeah, right. And I was just like guys what are you watching like it's just obvious like there's nothing here that there's n i can't see any reason why that wouldn't and i didn't feel that way about steve smith hmm. uh you know i, I don't think that way. anyone felt that way about that's actually that's a good point yeah. <laughs> i didn't feel that way about kane williamson coley hmm. was maybe another one but even then i don't know if i would have been as clear with coley I would have said that coley will eventually be a great player i'm not sure i would have just you know gone out there in that way you know you watch this kid He's a 22-year-old, and you kind of see a similar kind of thing. But the other side of it is it's a, it, he's lived such a fascinating journey. I almost want to see what what just happens to him in life. Where yeah. does he go from here? Because he obviously is a very different kind of person. Um, I don't think you can do what he has done in his life and be just a, you know, a regular kind of person. So it's a, it's a fascinating journey from here whether he becomes one of the greatest batters of all time, whether he yeah. becomes a bust, whether he becomes a T20 player, whether he becomes obsessed with something else, whether he goes and does what Adrian Barras did and goes off and becomes a preacher, right? Like yeah. whatever happens from here is going to be fascinating because he's clearly just a cut from a different cloth from most human beings. Maybe he goes and buys the casino that Funky Miller runs. I mean, there's so many things that could happen over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we spoke about all these origin stories and of course, Yashasvi stands out and that's why we kind of saved it for last. But the best part is that we are yet to see how this story unfolds. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, on that note, I suppose. And yeah, everyone should go and check up the odds, by the way, of uh, what are the more odds. Runs yeah, more runs than Yeah, More runs than Saurav. That's definitely worth looking into because if he's played six already and if he's play averaging more than 100 runs per test, that means he will need to play maybe 80. I'm 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 cutting some some tests over here. I'm I'm, I'm factoring in the dip. Okay, basically. Yeah. That's so, fair. Yeah. So go check those odds. And yeah, I mean, if you like this uh, podcast or, or episode of Footmarks, uh, like it on YouTube or all those platforms that you may be listening in on, and share it with your friends. Subscribe to both this channel and Jared's other channel. And yeah, um, let us know if we missed uh, an interesting origin story and we'll we'll cover it next time. Well, I mean, we only went through this one test team. If you go through all of Indian cricket, mm. my God. I, and oh. it's really important to know, I've done similar things with Australian cricket and Sri Lankan mm. cricket. We don't, we don't always factor in that these people are as remarkable as they are. Mm. And if you are a Hollywood producer who is by any chance also watching available. this podcast, yeah, we are very much available to take on this project for you. And it, we can... Almost guarantee you one Oscar in whatever category, right? There's definitely a story over here that needs to be told. And uh, yeah, on that note, let's call it uh, a day. And that's it for Footmarks this week. We'll, back with, we'll be back with you next week. And uh, have a good one, guys. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. This podcast has an ad-free version via Patreon, where there are also many other extras as well, including a Discord channel where you can chat to me directly. There is a link to the Patreon in the show notes. We are an independent podcast, so support us any way you can. Maybe give us a review, subscribe, or share on social media. All of these things help us. And when it comes to podcasts, word of mouth is always the best way of making it grow. If we had a guest on, chances are their socials are in the show notes. 
please support everyone who comes on this show. I am Jared Kimber, and this is my network. But we also have hosts and co-hosts like Baron Kazi and Estelle Vasudevan. This network is overseen by Nick McCorriston, and each episode is produced by Ishit Kaburka at Sound Potion Studio. Mukunda Bandredi, or Muku as most people will know, is the head of our YouTube channels, and he also helps out with so many other things like the podcast recording. And there's so many other people we could thank here, but I just want to thank all the listeners and all the people who help behind the scenes that make this podcast work. Social media nightmares keeping you up after you turn out 25 minutes of gold on your podcast? It's time to wake up to Memento FM. They find the best designs for your posts, transforming your videos and podcasts into great social media posts. Join Memento FM today. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.